Welcome to David Cart's We're Superman podcast, episode number 279. I am your host, Bill Stahl, and this is The Power Play. Hi folks, as this is being released, I am traveling overseas and I will certainly have some good stuff to record and report on when I get back. But in the meantime, I thought I would uh, crank out a couple of these power plays for you. And with the beginning of hockey season, uh, seems appropriate, doesn't it? But uh, just I'm going to throw out a couple of short power play episodes with some tips that may help your running. And the first one is going to cover surging. Um, Surging is basically when you change speeds uh, for whatever purpose during a race. Um, I tell the kids I coach, for instance, that ideally, yes, you would be running, you know, if it were a perfectly flat race, you would run every mile, every lap of a track race, for instance, at the same overall speed. However, you should be constantly changing speeds within those laps or those miles, kind of like putting your foot on the gas pedal, taking it off, putting it on, taking it off. That is the way you are going to either pass other people in the race or you're going to actually gain a couple seconds here and there enough to uh, be able to improve your time. Uh, This really applies more to shorter type races anywhere from Um, you know, track races up to, you know, maybe 10 Ks, half marathons, maybe even a marathon really doesn't apply as much to ultra marathons. Um, that has its own whole whole new set of uh, reasons for pacing. But, um, in a lot of cases, uh, the idea behind pacing is, or it's surging, I should say, is to try to maybe catch up to somebody or maybe to break somebody who's around you. Um, you know, especially if you're on, on a track or even just in, say in a neighborhood road, 5k, 10k, it's really easy to kind of just tuck in behind somebody and say, Hey, that person's running a good pace and just kind of, you know, cruise along with them thinking, okay, this is, this is a good pace for me. The one thing you don't realize, maybe, you know, like I get a lot of kids who maybe they're targeting a particular runner, you know, maybe you're looking at somebody who like, Hey, I've always wanted to beat John from uh, university high. Or maybe I want to beat Amy from college high. And um, you're thinking, okay, I'm just going to hang on those people and they're going to pull me along to a good pace. Well, fact of the matter is that person, John or Amy, may be having a bad day. And I've seen it many times where I've had kids who've just been tagging along with somebody who they thought that would be a good person to pace off of. And next thing you know, 12 people are just blasting past them. Um, sometimes it's ch- it's tough to change gears when you've been kind of hanging on somebody else's tail for quite a while. So um, it is a good way to, um, uh, you know, sometimes you know, break yourself out of the doldrums. It could happen in a longer race where you're, you're just kind of, uh, you know, let's say in a half marathon marathon where the miles are just kind of gradually getting slower and slower. Sometimes it's good to kind of change gears a little bit and, and pick up the pace out there um, in a in a smaller uh, look at it, um, you know, quite often, maybe you have a competitor who you really want to beat. And the best thing to do is to try to surge them. And surges can take on a couple of different kinds of um, flavors out there. You can make a short, fast burst, or they can be longer and more sustained. Obviously, you know, you can kind of hybridize that a little bit, but those are the two major flavors of surges out there. So the short, fast burst is just as it sounds. Um, you might, like I say, make a strong move and try to get around somebody. 
if you're running a track race, for instance, or even if you're running around a curve in a, in a race, uh, outdoors, uh, you know, I should say out on the road, a lot of people think, oh, I, I shouldn't make a move on the curve because you're actually running a little bit further. And I'll contend that's actually a really good place to make that surge because nobody expects it. Most people are thinking, you know, your competitor who's in front of you may be thinking, oh, I got on the curve and if I just hug the curve, nobody's going to try to pass me because they got to run further. Well, if you take them by surprise on that curve, that surprise element is going to be huge for you. And the surprise element is really key to surging as well. Um, you may be just trying to close a gap on somebody, you know, maybe they're, you know, 30 yards ahead of you and maybe you, uh, you know, just want to close that gap a little bit. Um, you know, let's say you're in a mile race, you got four laps in the race and, um, you know, if you have a gap that you want to make up, you can break it up into two different segments uh, each lap. So you maybe you want to make up 15 yards, the first lap and 15 yards, the second lap, something like that. Um, but but certainly, uh, you know, put on that short, quick burst and try to get around somebody, whether it's on the straightaway or the curve. Now, that person may try to countersurge you. They may say, hey, you know what? I earned this spot here. I'm not going to let you have it. So they'll put on that countersurge, anticipating that it's going to mentally break your will. So you're, you're going to put in the surge and all of a sudden you realize, geez, after all that, I didn't get ahead of that person. Um, that's a great point then to countersurge them back. Um, that person may have been pushing really hard to maintain that lead over you. And when they put on that counter surge, they thought, okay, that will probably be enough to discourage you. And if you come back and counter surge again, um, you know, that may be enough to crush them. And actually that may go back and forth several times. You may have to surge counter surge several times before you actually break your opponent. But the idea is to go ahead and crush their will. Um, the, the surge can also work if maybe you're, barely ahead of somebody or alongside somebody, um, go ahead and put on a surge to try to put a gap on them. Again, a lot of times they may be trying to just hang on you thinking, hey, this is comfortable. I'm going to draft off them, which of course they use less energy when they're drafting. And I'll tell uh, runners all the time, don't let somebody draft off of you. Uh, In a lot of situations, they're using maybe four, five, six, seven, maybe even 8% less energy than you are, depending on the wind direction that you are blocking for them, basically. So, you know, what... Oh, it's always good to draft off of somebody else because they're basically pushing the air aside for you and um, you're not having to put up with as much resistance to the air as they are. But um, if somebody's right behind you, I like to put on a surge to shake them, you know, get, the, you know, make sure they don't hang on you, take advantage of you. I've seen a lot of races where somebody just hangs on somebody, hangs on somebody and basically uses you to then go ahead and come off that last curve in the, in a track race, for instance, and, uh, and, and I'll kick you at the end because they are fresher because they use less energy. So, uh, those are various uh, options then to when you should put on a surge, either when you're trying to close a gap, when you're running alongside somebody or near them, right behind them, and you want to go ahead and surge and get ahead of them, or if they're right behind you and you want to basically shake them. So again, those surges can be short and fast, or they can be longer and somewhat more sustained. Um, Some of these surges may, you know, in a track race last um, 30, 40, 50, maybe even up to 80 meters. Um, But same thing can happen out on on a uh, road race where you can put on a more sustained surge and, you know, basically pick up that pace 
uh, for a longer period, again, to try to discourage somebody, um, you know, um, and I think a great place to try to do those kind of surges is in places like uh, when you're cresting a hill or when you're going around a curve, anywhere where there's kind of a blind spot there. So, you know, let's say you're, you're in a road race, you're coming up to a curve and all of a sudden you put on this surge and the person behind you is thinking, well, that person is, you know, 10, 20 yards ahead of me. And all of a sudden they get around the curve and suddenly you are 30 or 40 yards ahead. Well, that's going to get in their head and discourage them because, um, you know, they thought they were doing pretty well. And all of a sudden you've pulled away from them. Um, same thing can happen, you know, say in a cross country race, when you're cresting a hill, um, I'll have kids, uh, learn early in the season, try to do 15 strong strides over the top of the hill, because what do most people want to do when they get to the top of a hill? They say, wow, I made it. Let's take a you know momentary breather here while I kind of uh, gain, get my breath back, re- regain my composure, and then we can maybe you know cruise down the hill or whatever. So I tell kids, 15 strong strides over the top. And as they get into better shape during the season, we'll convert that up to 20 strides and eventually up to 25 strides. So again, that person who they're competing against all of a sudden looks up and you are gone. And so... Um, you know, I think it really helps to work on doing those very strong surges over the top of a hill or anytime there's a blind spot, you know, going around a, a, a corner, going around trees, whatever it is. If somebody else is going to look up and suddenly see that you've pulled away, that's going to discourage them. And that's the point behind surging out there. So um, various drills you can do. Um, I, I was thinking about this, uh, recording this episode when I was leading the revolution running group that, uh, adult runners that I coach when we had a workout that involved basically doing, uh, three 90 second surges followed by four 60 second surges followed by five 45 second surges, um, all at 5k pace. Um, but, uh, I should say at 5k pace for the 90 second ones and then gradually moving down to one mile. So, um, we were alternating harder sections and easier. So 90 seconds on 90 seconds off four, it's, you know, three times, then 60 seconds on 60 seconds off four times, 45 seconds on 45 seconds off for five times. By the time we got to the 45 second surges, those were more at one mile race pace. So again, that workout is kind of geared a little bit more towards people who are training for road racing more than on the track. But um, it really teaches you to change gears constantly. So we were on, off, on, off, on, off a, a total of a dozen times. So uh, that kind of changing pace often really helps out. Um, I like to do small tempos, as I call them. Uh, they're not true tempo runs, but you know, basically runs where um, you're on, uh, you're going easy for about three minutes, and then go ahead and, and pick up your pace for a minute. Or maybe for uh, easy for five minutes, pick up the pace for two minutes, or go easy for eight minutes and pick up the pace for three minutes. So more sustained surges out there. Um, I, you know, again, I they're not really tempos, but you know, I, I kind of call them small tempos, and that again teaches you to keep changing gears. So even if you're trying to run a 10k at relatively constant mile pace, you are changing gears within the whole time. Um, and again, it's, it's not based on any time when you're in a race necessarily, but maybe dictated by circumstances around you again, based on competitors, or, um, maybe you're heading into the wind or maybe, uh, the terrain is changing or whatever. Um, very basically, if you want to start getting into these kind of workouts, you can just do what we call ins and outs. 
Um, a lot of uh, folks uh, do this on the track as they're starting to transition into kind of the more interval or tempo workouts where you just basically go easy for 100 meters and then go hard for 100 meters. And so that could either be the uh, going easy on the straights of a track or maybe easy on the curves and then alternating those 100 meters, just ins and outs like that. But whatever works for you is just fine. But again, practice that um, Practice that kind of putting your foot on the gas pedal and taking it off. And the final thing I'll tell you here is visualize. Um, imagine when you're doing these workouts that you are out there trying to chase your competitor. You know, especially if you're in high school or college, you're already used to certain competitors that you know you want to catch. You know, if you've done enough road racing, or you know, there are probably people that you know out there that you would like to catch. So, kind of uh, when, when you're doing these workouts, imagine that those people were out there, and that's what you're you're trying to catch up to that person. And if there's nobody in particular, just just imagine somebody you know who you're in a, a race. I mean, I remember one race where. Um, I, I was uh, chasing this one guy for a long way and, um, he was wearing orange and black and that was the colors of the arch enemy of the school that I went to. I went to Penn and to me, orange and black represented Princeton. And so all I wanted to do was just beat this guy from Princeton. Now he probably wasn't from Princeton, but I just didn't want him to beat me because he was an orange and black. So I just kind of visualized that I was going to keep working, keep working till I caught this particular person. And you can, you can do that kind of visualization within workouts. By the way, uh, I did catch that person, uh, basically rounding the last curve, going to the finish line. What I didn't know at the time was that he had actually been in first place. So that was uh, one of my few, uh, solo, uh, solitary, wins in a, in a 10k race when I was much younger. But, um, again, that visualization helped me an awful lot to be able to uh, pass and beat that person. And, um, I probably would have been pretty disappointed later on to find out that I hadn't made that push. And, oh, in, in, in the end I was second place. So uh, I hope that helps some, um, I've got a lot more coaching ideas like that. And, you know, in this great fall weather, you know, I hope you are looking at laying the groundwork to hitting your 2024 goals. And, uh, you know, maybe you've got a winter race you're going to do. Maybe you're just looking to build up for the spring where you've got a, a 5k goal, a track goals, a marathon goals, ultra marathons, whatever it is. So if in the uh, fall here, you uh, are feeling energized, give me a shout. I'd be very happy to help you out. I might be an ideal coach and motivator for you. I've been uh, running for, uh, oh my God, I think it's like four or five, well, geez, probably getting close to five decades now, half a century. That's pretty sick. So, um, love coach, love coaching, love running. And so, uh, if my brand of positivity may be able to help you excel to achieve some great new goal that you've got this spring, this winter, you know, whether it's a new PR or goal race that you've got, give me a shout and maybe we can work together to go ahead and help you achieve your goals this coming year. Um, I'm a big believer in doing ancillary work. I like to do hip and glute strengthening, core work, strengthening uh, either in the weight room or body weight work, plyometrics, all so that you're not in the doctor's office, the physical therapist's office, so you can keep training the way you want. And um, can help you with the mental training here, just kind of like we were talking about here in this episode a little bit. So if I can help you in any way to uh, get yourself ahead this coming year, please shoot me a message. My email is silly underscore billy at msn.com, or you can go to Facebook or Instagram messengers and I'll get back to you and who knows, maybe we can work this out. It doesn't matter where in the world you are. I've got online tools like Training Peaks that we can communicate and, and put together a program that makes sense for you, a program that's personalized, not something that's just something you find out there, out on the web somewhere that's just generic. So uh, give me a shout and uh, maybe I can help propel your training forward. 
So, hey, just want to thank all of you again for listening to the We Are Superman podcast. Please make sure you subscribe so you can load all new episodes onto your phone. And if you enjoy the podcast, the best thing you can do, share it with your family and friends. Uh, share it on social media and please do me a favor and take 60 seconds. Give us a five-star rating on whatever platform in which you listen to us, whether it's Apple or iHeart, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever. Um, and I'd also be humbly honored if you would write a review as well. These five-star ratings and reviews really do help make us help us make more episodes and rise higher in the podcast services search algorithms, helping more people find our show. Until next time, always be positive. <laughs>